Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hey, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. And the reason why I say that instead of thank God it's Friday is because eh, I'm really tired of thank God it's Friday. I mean, uh, it kind of got its uh, had its heyday a long time ago. So I say by the grace of God, it's finally Friday because I am thankful to God that I'm here on Friday, and I hope you are as well. Although I think maybe there are some who aren't so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Today is uh, uh, not only may I bring you uh, a lot of com- com- uh, content that you uh, wouldn't find elsewhere. We're going to make you laugh. We're going to inform you. We got a couple of great guests on today. Attorney General of the great state of Kansas, or no Texas? Sorry, I live in Kansas. Uh, Texas Ken Paxton joins us. Doug Mastriano also, who is running for governor in the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, God willing, will be the next governor of the state of Pennsylvania. And then you're going to see the uh, uh, what what a Democrat state can do when it's run by a Republican. Things are going to be uh, going to be a whole lot different with uh, Doug Mastriano, who had been painted as some sort of an extremist by everybody. I've known Doug now for two years. I started following him as a state senator with regard to questions about the integrity of the last election. And, oh, my God, he's a denier. Uh, He went on and not only uh, just destroyed everybody in the primary process, he is now uh, ahead in Pennsylvania. Josh Sapiro is the uh, the AG who has watched uh, the state of Pennsylvania descend into the pits of hell. And uh, crim, uh, you know, criminality is unbelievable. It's happening all over the country. And, and finally, people are getting it. You know, people are getting it. And, and one thing I'm going to play here very shortly. Carrie Lake got it. And, uh, and she is the template for a candidate as far as getting the other, the media, what for. And one thing that, that came through last night uh, in an interview that I saw with Carrie Lake, I believe it was on Tucker, and I've had her on my show several times, is that she really has put things in for perspective with regard to who's watching the news and and who's watching uh you know these sunday talk shows and who's watching nbc or msnbc and the answer is almost no one uh and you know we get kind of this is why i don't quote the washington post this is why i don't bring uh, op-ed pieces from the new york times because i don't freaking read them 
because I know I'm going to get from those organizations. And, and honestly, what's the point in me reading another headline from the New York Times that has them shredding a, uh, a Republican? Another another Washington Post story about, you know, something that is uh, against what I believe in or against a candidate who's running for Repu- for Republican office uh, just because a Republican, they're doing a hit piece. I, and I'm done with it. Occasionally, I'll mention them when they finally get you know a little common sense. You know, like New York Times will say something like, oh, I don't know, maybe crime is a problem now. And it's like, duh, duh. But Carrie Lake uh, mentioned last night, and I'll share the audio shortly, we just need to... And this is part of my plan of action, which is, A, to confront uh, Republican apartheid in this country, the fact that we've all been treated like dirt as secondhand, second-class citizens for 30-plus years. And honestly, we don't have to do that anymore. And one of the reasons we don't have to do that anymore is because nobody's watching MSNBC. Nobody's really watching CNN. They did a face plant with their new in CNN Plus because nobody wants it. We've got two of the major players with regard to uh, disinformation and misinformation, uh, meaning Facebook and Twitter, they are suffering because they got into bed with the FBI. They shut down Hunter Biden's laptop story. They've turned over messages, uh, actual private messages, uh, Facebook messages from conservatives to one another to the FBI. And, And the great thing is those companies are laying an egg. And it's because they don't have the influence like Twitter used to be all concerned about Twitter. Twitter was a big deal. It really isn't. It has no sway anymore. It doesn't have any sway. I, I maintain a Twitter page because I, I post a couple, you know, things every once in a while. I just kind of an aside, and I don't get a big response because I know I'm being shut down by Twitter. I have no chance of growing my following on Twitter. But I keep the site to see what's going on, to use uh, audio clips and see what other people are writing. That's about it. Otherwise, I'm on Getter, and I'm on, uh, and on Truth Social, and on Rumble. But, but when, when it all uh, push comes to shove, they don't have the mandate they used to. The mainstream media does not. Very few people watch the nightly news on ABC, CBS, NBC, or for that matter, PBS. When is the last time you watched? I don't even know who the hell's hosting this. In, in, NBC, CBS, ABC. I have no idea. I think David Muir is on ABC, I think. CBS, no clue. Uh, NBC... No clue. I, I, don't, I don't watch them. When I was a kid, we watched them. You had to have Peter Jennings on. You had to have uh, Tom Brokaw. Everything I knows. I can't say the letter all. So it's very hard for me to say crash or London. You know what I did there. So that was the way it was when I was a kid, but not anymore. Don't even go there. I go to my Newsmax. I, I watch Fox as well, and and I flip around, and then between that, I watch Halloween Wars on the Food Network because you know I'm a loser. But they don't have the sway. And the other part of my my plan of action is not only to go after a Republican apartheid and end it, and ask questions like, "Hey, Coca Cola, I drink Diet Coke. Why don't you advertise at conservative media? Why do you advertise on network television? Am I is my money not good enough? Or uh, or uh, you know Ford Motor Company." Why do you advertise on ABC, CBS, NBC? Why don't you advertise on Newmax? Why the hell Newsmax? Why the hell not? We all drive uh, cars, and some of them are Fords. So that, and then you also add in the uh, the ridicule aspect. So I'm going full tilt on the ridicule. All right, and, and not not, to, not to, you know. Obviously, I'll be doing uh, making it funny. You know, we try to uh, poke, and we try to uh, you know. Uh, 
wink, do, do a little wink and a nod with regard to our comedy. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full blown on the uh, this the absurdity of things that are going on, and I'm gonna just uh, go to ridicule on a lot of things because there are sometimes that things just need to be ridiculed. AOC needs to be ridiculed, uh, and and obviously that is working because she got hammered the other night in another town hall. She stood there and did a little cutesy dance on stage and disregarded the the and her constituents are left of center and they want her out of office. But it's just time for ridicule. It really is. It's it's just time for ridicule. Easy to do with uh, Joe Biden because you know he's uh, his brain does not work at all. And yesterday we saw this when he went to uh, Pennsylvania. And it's funny, (laughs) the only candidate in America, think about this, the only candidate, Democrat candidate in America that wants Joe Biden to do a campaign appearance, who is it? John Fetterman. And what else is he? He's the only candidate in America with severe brain damage. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that? I mean, you're going over here and you got uh, whoever the hell's running and wherever. Uh, Stacey Abrams, has Joe Biden been to, uh, to Georgia? Has, has he been to Georgia? Barack Obama's, I guess, going to be do, coming out of the closet to do some appearances, whatever. Uh, and he's going to do some appearances for people around the country, I guess, Barack Obama. Even though he has shown no concern at all for the direction of the country at all, he's done nothing with regard to inner cities where black uh, men largely are killing other black men 13 times the national average. And Barack Obama, who is so proud to wear his blackness on one arm and his whiteness maybe on the heel of his foot because he's, you know, 50-50 white and black, but he hasn't done anything for the black community. He's done not a thing. He'll, he'll use it for votes. Well, you don't vote for me. All that. But he hasn't done anything for him. But he's going to show up when uh, desperately uh, de- Democrats are desperately clawing for some kind of help, like he's going to be uh, you know, laying his hands on them and providing some sort of a healing. Uh, you know, what, what's the deal? Are you not busy enough uh, pulling Joe Biden's strings, Barack Obama? Are you not, are you not, are, are you a little busy being the actual president of the United States to go out and do these things? <laughs> so unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, here is a, this is your dear leader who showed up at uh, John Fetterman's campaign appearance yesterday in Pennsylvania. Uh, and by the way, he has, uh, uh, John Fetterman has a brain that is damaged. He has a severe brain damage. He can't even understand questions. Just, real, just back up real quick here. Okay. So six months ago, the media, John Fetterman, bell of the ball, five months ago, has a massive debilitating stroke to where he can't even acknowledge uh, language. Now, um, there are those who say, well, he's disabled and he's this and he's that, and you're being ableist. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's just that he's got to fix his brain and he's got to be functioning before he can become one of the most 100 powerful people in the world. All right, it's like saying, okay, I know you were uh, hit by a car and you've lost the use of your legs, but go ahead and be a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not going to happen. It's not going to, you got to get rehab. And then if you don't get to where you need to be as far as performance, you can't perform anymore. And this is the case with Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden yesterday. He got asked twice about doing campaign appearances. And nobody wants him to do campaign appearances except for John Fetterman, who has brain damage. Listen to this jumbled mess. Tim Ryan in Ohio said he doesn't want you there. Warnock said wouldn't say. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for you. And a lot more asked. Another 20 or so. 
What the hell did he just say? Let's hear it again. Warnock said, wouldn't say. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more asked. Well, 16 and about the four, and then you'll be asked. Another 20 or so. Is it going to be going in? It'll be 20 or four. There's some etiquette that's what he just said. I, I'm not even. I, I wish I were exaggerating. I, I wish I were making something up, like just gibberish. But that would make more sense than what he just said. Say, do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more asked. Another 20 or so. So I'm going to be doing it. What the hell? And he's the president. Now do you know why John Fetterman had him do a campaign stop yesterday? And, and you want to hear something really bad? He's so bad that uh, John Fetterman's so bad, he didn't even do the talking yesterday. He let this guy that I just played do the talking for him. Okay, so if you let uh, this guy here uh, do the talking for you, I mean, if this is the guy you want to do the talking for you. Hey, do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for you and a lot more asked. Another 20 or so. so I'm going to be doing it. If that's the guy you're going to have talk for you, what the hell's wrong with you? And even his wife did the talking for John Fetterman yesterday. He wouldn't even talk. I'm asking people in Pennsylvania. I mean, vote for Dr. Oz, okay, if you want to. But don't vote for John Fetterman. Dear God in heaven, are you out of your mind? Now I've got some more audio from uh, Joe Biden. And John Fetterman's wife who is uh, uh, technically, I guess, going to be the senator. And Joe Biden said something yesterday that everybody's saying was a slip of the tongue. But what I think it was is an exposure of the plan. Yeah. So that's coming up. Here's the number, guys, on this Friday, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. shut down your kids' school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Tim Ryan in Ohio said he doesn't want you there. Warnock said wouldn't say. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet and a lot more asked. Another 20 or so. I'm going to be doing it. Oh, there you go. That was uh, yesterday. I think it was at a TGI Fridays in uh, Pennsylvania. But uh, Joe Biden uh, uh, spewing a little bit of gibberish. Here he is later in the appearance for uh, John Fetterman. John Fetterman, uh, the only candidate really in America that invited Joe Biden to come campaign. And he's the only candidate in America who also has severe brain damage. Here's a little bit more from the presser. Say it right in bushwhacking, horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker. He's going to roll away, bushes-cutter. Now, who can argue with that? Robert! I'm particularly glad that these lovely children are here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. Yeah, now, get them away from those kids. There you go. So that's Joe Biden yesterday, uh, the only candidate that he campaigned for so far this season, essentially, is a man who also has severe brain damage. Here he is being asked about it. Uh, He was uh, outside of the uh, helicopter. Uh, Marine One, and and what did he say? Oh, he said he said of one. Uh, he said uh, he called a reporter a kid, and then told another uh, one to uh, educate themselves on abortion. And then he also said, uh, "Get off my lawn, you damn kids." Here's uh, here's Joe Biden being asked about why nobody is asking him to come and speak at their appearances unless they have severe brain damage. John Fetterman is going to 
appear with you today in Pennsylvania. John Fetterman's going to appear with you today yeah. in Pennsylvania, but there haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why are That's more? That's not true. There's been 15. Count, count. Okay, and are there going to be even more? Yeah. 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 And then he said this about John Fetterman's wife, and her name is uh, Giselle Barreto Fetterman. So we'll call her GBF, right? Because, you know, AOC and words are, you know, maybe I should just be RJAC or something. I don't know. Now I'm going to go with Carson and Rob. GBF. Here's GBF. Uh, this is Joe Biden slipping and saying that she she would make a great senator. And uh, But I'm saying we're going to try like the devil to keep you from having to, not having to decide to leave. I wish you didn't. And and, and John, thank you uh, very much for uh, for running. I really do appreciate it. And Zell, you're going to you're going to be a great uh, a great lady in the Senate. What? Ah, that would be the uh, the, the uh, sound effect from Breitbart. So he said that you're going to, to, to the wife, you're going to make a great senator. Now, I guess I would be a little concerned, maybe, if I were cognitively aware enough to know that maybe somebody wanted to be dead. But isn't that kind of what happened with John Dingle's seat? Didn't his wife take over? Debbie Dingle? No, no, no. She was, no, she was married previously. I think it was to somebody named Barry. So her name hyphenated was uh, Debbie Dingle Barry. That's what I heard. I just that's that's a rumor. Don't know if it's true or not. But anyway, isn't that what happened? And that it so so maybe do you think maybe this is part of the plan? Right? Maybe maybe it's a part of the plan and Joe accidentally said the the quiet part out loud cuz after all, uh here's uh, here's John Fetterman how he speaks these days. We could have picked any part of Pennsylvania where we're going to start the campaign trail starting, right? That's. I think it would be, let, let the voters be the judges as to whether or not he's able to serve or he's fit to serve. I live eight minutes away from here and when I leave tonight I got three miles away Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income. You know, if he ever runs for president, he should have like Tonto from the Lone Ranger or Tarzan or maybe like uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character from Sling Blade running his uh, running mate. Two years ago, I was talking to the, the media and saying them folks. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette writes, quote, Mr. Oz has raised... Okay, I think you get it. I, I think you get it. So he, uh, President Biden acknowledges, says yesterday, that uh, basically, hey, 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 uh, John Fetterman, uh, your wife is going to make a great senator. And, uh, but I'm saying we're going to try like the devil to keep you from having to, from not having to, deciding to leave. I wish you didn't. And, and, and John, thank you. John, if you just go over there to the top of those stairs where the marbles were accidentally spilled, you'll be just fine. Uh, but we are looking forward to your wife. I mean, uh, you become the senator. Uh, very much for, uh, for running. I really do appreciate it. Who left this skateboard here? Just walk over there. And Zell, you're going you're gonna to be a great, uh, a great lady in you're the gonna Senate. You're going to be a great lady in the Senate. <laughs> a little bit. I would be a little, uh, I'd be a little freaked out if, uh, if if I were John Fetterman, but I don't think he has the ability to think clearly, because he didn't talk at all. Guys, he wouldn't answer any questions. His wife responded for him. That was it. 
That's bananas. And maybe that's why people are voting uh, and jumping from the uh, the sinking Titanic, the SS Titanic, uh, and voting for Mamet Oz. Here is a uh, Pennsylvania voter talking about that. In 2016, um, I realized that there needed to be a change. And um, so at that point, I decided that I was going to um, become a Republican. Burwood Yost has studied Pennsylvania voter trends for years. It's really going to be an interesting push-pull between these concerns that voters have about the economy and, the, and inflation and then concerns about abortion rights. In Bucks County. Which is way down on the list, by the way. I mean, way down the list. You know, nobody sits around the table and goes, hey, honey, pass me some abortion. Oh, we can't afford to eat now. Never mind. All right, so coming up, we've been called fascists, we've been called Nazis, we've been called uh, well, every name in the book. Next, it's you, Magus Borders, fleas and ticks. That's what we are. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show on a Friday. Hey guys, it's Carson for Stamps.com. The holiday season has a way of sneaking up on us. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. I don't have a business, but my uh, relatives expect homemade biscotti and pet treats from my wife. How's that? And if you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. Hello? Rates are constantly changing. With Stamps.com's switch and save feature, you can easily compare carriers and rates so you know you're getting the best deal every time. And if you're running an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major marketplaces. Unreal. Get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code NEWSMAX for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX. The SS Titanic is sinking. No, 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 don't. Look, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Let's torpedo it and put it out of our misery on November 8th. It's the Rob Carson Show. Say it, Randy Bushwhacking, Horn Swoggling, Crocker Crocker. No, there by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more last. Another 20 or so. so I'm going to be going in. He's going to roll away. Christmas cutter. Now, who can argue with that? I'm particularly glad that these lovely children were here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. That's what Democrats are saying about Joe Biden's appearance for the brain-damaged John Fetterman. This is new from Jim Gossett. Oh, man, Joe Biden is. Age has overcome him. He sounds better than... Old man, dirty old man, keep your daughter from him. Old man, Joe Biden is, should resign cause he's lost his mind. Joe's dumb, why did he run? Still
Stick a fork in him, he is done. <laughs> Pretty much. Brain cells got next to none. His faculties are few. Old man Joe Biden is the oldest elected in history. Why did they nominate him? It's a mystery. A hundred and fifty million people have been killed since 2007, more than all the wars. Oh man, why did you run and get out today? You and your crooked son are go away. Bye bye, Jobo. That is from uh, Jim Gossip. <laughs> two S's and two T's. I love taking the uh, the very left of center uh, anthems of uh, of the class of 1968 and making them into uh, satire that makes fun of the left. That, that's just the best. Uh, way to go, Jim. Uh, this is a note from Pete. He says, the more I listen, the more I like. I'm driving down the road belly laughing with that blazing saddles drop in. Uh, when I see you, I promise I will welcome you with a laurel and, handy, uh, laurel and hearty handshake. Uh, there you go. So <laughs> it's not that far off, right? I mean, the old time gibberish was actually more uh, comprehensible than Joe Biden speaking. Anyway, greatest movie, by the way, ever, ever, ever. One of the, one of the best com- comedies of all time, which could not be made today. You know why? Because there are people who aren't uh, persons of color who use the N-word. I know. My kids would go bananas. I don't think they've ever seen uh, Blazing Saddles. The day after, I think it was the day after, maybe after that, uh, when Gene Wilder died, they had, for a limited time, Blazing Saddles in the theater. And you bet your butt I went to see that. I was in elementary school when the first one came out, and I didn't get to see it in the theater, so I went and saw it in the theater. And then my wife and I, just this is off topic, watched Young Frankenstein the other night. And you know you're living large when you have a wife of 24 years who will sit and watch Young Frankenstein and say the words to the script along with you, like, put the candle back, or he was my boyfriend. And she likes NFL football and Metallica. There you go. So, you know, life is good. Anyway, went a little off the, uh, straight a little off the reservation there. That's racist. No, no, not really. Just an old expression. So, um, let me see what else we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to get to... uh, Michael Steele. Dear God, what happened to Michael Steele? I remember Michael Steele. He was uh, AG. No, no, he was uh, 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 lieutenant governor in the state of of Maryland. And uh, wow, I mean, sold his soul to MSNBC. I was there backstage when I hung out with Rush Limbaugh. And uh, in D.C., I went and saw Rush. It was one of his uh, last speech speaking engagements when I went and I was invited to hang out with Rush. And Michael Steele was there. And I'm like, hey, this guy is a brother from another mother. He is a conservative. I mean, and then he goes to MSNBC. Oh, my God. But before we get there, little, uh, little, uh, uh, Economy news here. Biden inflation about 13%. Yeah. Tip Insights created a measurement of inflation that shows the increase in goods since Biden stepped into office. President Trump shared this information in a statement today. The Consumer Price Index CPI released by the government last uh, Thursday showed the uh, an 8.2 year over year percentage increase from September to September. All right. So this is actually the real cost of goods. Uh, the TIPP CPI using the same underlying data. It's about 13%. And, and this is why when you go to the grocery store and you go, wow, uh, why are things so much more than the 8%? 
That's one of the reasons. Here's another thing. Energy prices up 40% uh, compared to uh, 19.8%, which is, uh, you know, the, the CPI. So things are worse than you think they are, and things are going to get a lot worse. If you, uh, if you have to fuel, uh, fill up your, your tank with fuel oil or, uh, or uh, uh, propane, you might want to do that because it's not going to get any cheaper, I'll tell you that. And here's another thing to show you how the economy is uh, super spectacular. Apple is slowing the iPhone 14 Plus production. Now, in this country, we have the fattest poor people in the world, the most well-fed poor people in the world. And there's a good chance that if you see a homeless person in the United States living in underpass, they'll have an iPhone. It's just amazing. And, of course, Joe Biden is making sure that every illegal gets a new iPhone and then also gets, uh, oh, is it culturally appropriate meals at a tent city in New York. We'll get to that as uh, the Biden administration is steering uh, service members toward food stamps. Yeah, that's another indignity. That's another time that they rubbed your face in the mess they created. So the uh, iPhone Plus production, and this is pretty bad. When you, uh, you go to China to get your stuff um, made by uh, you know, slaves, uh, that uh, you know, you'd have to cut your, uh, your production. I mean, what are you going to give them as an incentive? Anything? You know, I, I'm just saying, you know, uh, there are a lot of, you know, may not be uh, iPhones, but definitely Nike shoes. Anyway, so they're slicing the, uh, the, uh, uh, d- the production by 40% due to demand that is down quite specifically. My, my son just got a, uh, an iPhone 14, and for the first time ever, he opened the box and I went, eh, yeah. It's it's great. It looks like every other one, and it probably does a few more things. But seriously, I mean seriously, they did the, bring the price down to nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Meantime, you can get you can get an eighty-five inch big screen television for that price. <laughs> That's all you should know. But Apple. Uh, said basically that uh, the result of worldwide inflation that has increased the cost of living, food, and other necessary items are pushing the, uh, the, uh, the demand down. But they still are saying that there's the new iPhone 15 next fall. So that's coming. And you know the difference between the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 15 is that the iPhone 15 is one better. There, it, 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 it's just one, it's one better. It's one better. So uh, the uh, the left is pulling out all the stops and uh, causing uh, using hateful language to hopefully spur some sort of, a, I guess, a violent uprising against conservatives. That's why they're using this kind of language. They want violence against conservatives. They didn't say anything about all the violence in the summer of 2020. They didn't say anything on the violence on Donald Trump's uh, inauguration day. They're just thinking about because they are fomenting it. They want it to happen. The problem is that the people they're picking on have a half a million firearms in their homes. So it's not a really good idea. I'm just saying, not a good idea. But this is the kind of stuff that we've had to endure the last, even just the last few months. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. That was just like two months ago, guys. MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. 
You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former... Yeah, there's that old-timey uh, uh, frontier gibberish that he's so famous for. Well, here's uh, Michael Steele, who used to be a conservative. I, I, okay. I'm signing a new contract. I'm going to be here for a while. Okay? Uh, I work with Newsmax. I have my radio show. I've got all my glorious affiliates and all that. And... Uh, and if, if MSNBC called me and said, hey, Rob, I'm going to give you $10 million a year, but you got to be very anti-GOP, uh, you've got to be very pro-abortion, you've got to be pro this, you've got to toe, toe the party line with regard to Democrats and the Biden administration, I would say, hell no. I know, it's easy for you to say you don't have $10 million. No, guys, I have seen so many people in this industry switch teams and give up their beliefs or at least the beliefs that they espoused at one time to jump ship make millions of dollars uh joe scarborough anyway george scarborough used to uh fill in for rush limbaugh what the hell now i could see where he may have sold his uh his soul for a little piece of something or other that might be part of it you know kind of like yoko ono i guess but anyway michael Steele, i don't know how do you do this I don't know how you do it. I don't know how Brett Baer did what he did on election night in 2020. And that's why I don't watch Brett Baer anymore. I know Brett Baer. I know him. And I got to tell you, <clears throat> if you're going to espouse conservative principles, you stick with them. Stick with them. Uh, you know, and, and if you're going to espouse left-wing principles, uh, realize how wrong you are and switch them. Because you're wrong. Oh, that's easy for you to say. No, no, aborting a baby right before it's born. That's wrong. Open border. Eh, pretty much wrong. Yeah. Uh, you, know, a de you know, getting rid of cash bail and, and, uh, and defunding the police. Those are wrong, you see. You know what's not wrong? Uh, having a secure border, strong military, low taxes, uh, the ability to uh, uh, be the best you can be, to get rid of CRT in school, to get rid of this transgender nonsense in school and CRT and all that stuff. Yeah, that's right, you see. It's built on, it's built on solid bedrock conservative principles that are based in morality and common sense versus what comes from the left that said of all the things you and i have been called we've been called uh, maga and even even people of color you've been called white supremacists my friend barbara from baltimore she's a person of color she called the other day so i'm a white supremacist i guess but that's what they call us. But uh, Michael Steele is now call Michael Steele is now saying that we are, uh, and this is very similar to what Hitler said of the Jews. You know, comparing them to fleas. Remember that fleas and vermin and all that. Well, he is comparing Trump supporters to the lice and the fleas and blood sucking ticks. I agree with Donna. Still not a hundred percent that that's going to happen. But Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down with the with the lice, the fleas, and the blood sucking ticks. And what? Okay, you are uh, lice and fleas and blood sucking ticks. I, I think I'd rather be, boy, ticks. Uh, I think I'd rather be a flea. You can jump around and everything. To lie down with the with the lice, the fleas, and the blood sucking ticks, and whatever befalls him is about is going to come from that. that oh, sorry, that noise in the background. That was me actually with my, I was scratching behind my ear with my left foot. Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down ah. with, the, with the lice, the fleas, and the blood-sucking ticks. Arr, arr, arr. And whatever befalls him is about, is going to come from that, that relationship. 
and and unfortunately for the country, we're going to have to bear the brunt of. Hold on, okay, okay. I'm coming back to the microphone. I was uh, I was scooting my butt across the floor because uh, that's what I do. I'm a MAGA Republican. I'm infested with fleas and and lice and what the hell else? Rice? No, fleas and rice and t- lice and ticks. <laughs> is wrong with you Michael Steele I would I would incur I would love to have Michael Steele on the show uh you know he'd say something like hey, yeah you you talk real big and I would love to have him on the uh on the show but uh, this is the lowest of the low I mean uh you're you're Nazis you're white supremacists you're fascists and now you are lice fleas and blood sucking ticks well I wish you'd decide which one we are that way we know how to treat it uh <laughs> anyway let's take a break you're listening to the Rob Carson show feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. But Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down with the with the lice, the fleas, and the blood-sucking ticks. Now, that is uh, Michael Steele, who used to be a conservative and sold his soul to be on uh, Satan's official news network, MSNBC. <laughs> you see uh, Satan sitting down there in hell, and, you know, he's just hanging out watching TV with... Uh, uh, you know, Joseph Stalin over here. And what's on here? Oh, hey, Joy Reid. God, she is right. I mean, she is spot on there. And Michael Steele, oh, my God, he's fantastic. Uh, it's funny. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Uh, but I don't, under, I don't understand who somebody can give up uh, conservative principles like that for, I guess, for a paycheck. I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So the House GLP's conservative wing is warning the status quo is not an option for the next Congress. And this is what we have to have. They have to go in there and uh, blow up the swamp, and they have to pave it over and restart it. We are not just stopping at getting Republicans into Washington, D.C. We want people in Washington, D.C. who will take Mitch McConnell and say, uh, you know what, you've been here long enough. You haven't done anything for the country. And, and Mitch McConnell, think about this. Where is the country now? Mitch McConnell has been in office about half as long as Joe Biden has been in his office, and uh, what the hell? What have we gotten accomplished? Where are we now? So uh, in a uh, pointed message to leaders of the and lawmakers alike, the conservative wing House Republicans circulating a draft guide to new lawmakers urging them to hold out for radical change in the way Congress operates if the GPO, GOP wins control in the midterms. Republicans ran to fix Washington. We cannot continue to govern the same way that broke it. The seven-year-old caucus has grown in influence and size in recent years, including some rock stars. Former White House uh, Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, awesome, had him on last week. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, rock star. Andy Biggs, rock star. Uh, Representative Scott Perry, absolutely. Current chairman of the caucus. It is long fought for fiscal discipline, and law and order, and massive reductions in federal agencies, budgets, and regulations. The caucus memo provides a stinging rebuke of the way former GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan, who is a uh, uh, turd with a widow's peak, I think is what I'd say, and current Democrat Speaker Nancy Pelosi have run the House chamber, urging every new member to hold out for change, starting with leadership elections that will be held just days after November the 8th. Warns new members that veteran lawmakers will likely try to schmooze them into complacency, starting with the orientation, votes for leadership, and House rules in mid-November. Just say no, like I would to MSNBC if they wanted me to come over and make their ratings good. And uh, if you look at my TV ratings on my little bitty show on the weekends on Newsmax, 
the MSNBC would like to have me. I'll just say that. Some will urge you to be a team player by falling in line with leadership and doing what you're told. You'll be warned not to rock the boat by raising questions or concerns with leadership agenda before you make any decisions. However, you should be aware of the realities here in Washington and the, oper- uh, and the opportunities we have to change them. Congress is, quote, worse than you thought. And the current rules allow for most members to be sidelined on every decision except for final votes. Listen to this. The balance of power is so lopsided that members of Congress often will find themselves with no meaningful role in major policy making. For most members of Congress, their impact on lawmaking is limited only to voting up or down on final passage of major legislation, meaning, hey, we got to pass the bill before we read it. Uh, The result is the People's House serves almost everyone in Washington, D.C., except for the American people. It does not have to, and it should not. This is what they do. No member has been able to offer an amendment in any open process on the House floor in six years. Committee assignments are based on perceived loyalty to party leadership like Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. At best, members will have a handful of ways to read legislations before voting on bills. Many bills, even massive pieces of legislation, are routinely rushed to the House floor within hours of being released. It's time to set the House right. And I'm going to tell you, you better do it. Or there are going to be a couple million people outside the Capitol with pitchforks and torches, figuratively. We're tired of it. We're tired of the status quo, and you better turn this ass around. Because we ain't stopping uh, in November. We are stopping this president for two years. We will remove him from office. But this agenda has to stop. It has to stop for the survival of the country. I'm telling you right now, there are at least 80 million people who say this has to stop with removal of Biden and any other means necessary to stop it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Carson. Do you really control your retirement money? If you've got a 401k or IRA or similar retirement plan, the government controls it. They decide how much you can borrow and when you must pay it back, and you'll own taxes and penalties for taking money out too soon or waiting too long, even though it's your money. And thanks to our skyrocketing national debt and a Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. Guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. Tax-free retirement income, guys. You're in control. You get access to your money for any purpose with no questions asked and without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take and when you can take it. Try doing that with a 401k or IRA. You can't. You can get a free report with all the details on how the Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash news. That's bankonyourself.com slash news. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Welcome to it, kids. We've got a lot of stuff uh, coming up this hour. I just reminded that uh, my Chiefs 
are playing San Francisco on Sunday. I'm a little worried about this one, not only because uh, the Chiefs got beaten by the Bills last week, but also apparently the uh, running backs for San Francisco, uh, they've been doing, uh, they've changed their drills a little bit. Used to do that thing where they dance, you know, with the tires. You got the tires, you know, one foot here, one foot here, right foot here in the tire, left foot in the tire, and then they do all. What they're doing now is they take the team down to the Tenderloin District in San Francisco and uh, take their shoes off and have them run through the heroin needles and the piles of human feces. And uh, they've got to avoid that. And uh, that could give them a distinct advantage when it comes to uh, dodging things on the field. But that's just, uh, that's just me. Hey, kids, Halloween's coming up, and the Biden administration's scarier than we ever even imagined, isn't it? I needed a favor, I cannot lie. They said call Joe Biden, he's He's the the big guy. guy. What would it take to plant the seed? Halter said, Boris, here's what you'll need. You need some cash. You'll need some monster cash. Some monster cash. A big one you should fly. You need some cash. Results in a dash. Give him some cash. You need some monster cash. China made Hunter and Sleepy Joe. Bobolinsky told us what we need to know. Their obvious crimes are as clear as day. The Biden White House is pay to play. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. Some monster cash. Help Hunter build his stash. You need some cash. To really make us splash. Give him some cash. Give them some monster cash. Mister, mister, you left out the most important part. What's that? The most important part, Igor? Yes, the Bidens prefer small denominations and unmarked bills. <laughs> Who's excited about Halloween? I am. I've, I've got a, uh, I made the mistake. And this is the first year ever that I've, uh, I've gotten into the Halloween candy. And I, I went and I always buy obscene amounts of candy. And like lately, we haven't had very many kids come to the house. I think maybe the pit bulls chained up out front and the car up on cinder blocks might have something to do with it. But actually, I love Halloween. I love with kids. But I've got bags of candy here. And I got into them. I had to replace. And, and I was talking to my wife. And I'm like, why the hell this year of all years am I eating Halloween candy? And she said, because I stopped drinking a while back. And uh, and and she said, "Oh yeah, when you stop drinking, you you uh, you eat a lot of candy." And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, uh, that's not good, but whatever. I'll uh, I'll deal with it." So I'm uh, probably gonna have to go uh, restock it again next week. Uh, Barbara from Baltimore is on the phone. Hello there, Barbara. Now Barbara was a white supremacist. Now, according to Michael Steele, she is a tick or a flea. Are you a tick, a flea, or what the hell else was the other one? Fleas, oh, ticks, oh, blood sucking tick. That's You're... what he is. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I did not hear that until, you know, I knew that he had said some stuff, but I didn't know all of it until you played it because I hadn't, you know, I just haven't had the time. Yeah. He is the blood sucking. You know, and I voted for that thing. I know. I voted for that thing. I know. And, here, know, here. Barbara, for those who haven't heard, here is uh, Michael Steele. I'm going to play this on the air real quick. Here's Michael Steele talking about Trump supporters. Kevin has decided to make his bed and is prepared to lie down with the with the lice, the fleas, and the blood sucking ticks. There you go. So, Barbara, you are. Were you going to be a? a uh, you going to be a lice or a flea or a blood sucking tick? Which would you prefer? Well, I tell you what. Since I'm already a white supremacist, you know, I'm just going to lay down with the lice, the fleas, and the blood sucking. <laughs> you know what? You what? know what? I look at these. Uh, I have. I, I have not met a Republican, a conservative. I won't say Republican, yes. but a conservative who who became a progressive. But yeah. Democrats are leaving the Democrat Party because that party. I don't know what's become of them. 
Michael Steele has always been what he is, and that is that R-I-N-O. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. That's what's coming out now. And you know what? It tells you a lot about why Maryland is a blue state with, yeah. with a sanctuary state. You've yeah. got so much division here, and he is a part of the problem. He was yeah. in. He was the lieutenant governor of yeah. this state. I mean, so is, was he saying that about Bobby? I just, you know... He's yeah, has Michael Steele said anything about a Democrat uh, like that, comparing them to lice and fleas? Absolutely not. No. I just, I got to no, tell you, Barbara, 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 I have mentioned this. I said, I'm tired of this conservative apartheid in this country. And if you look at what apartheid was in South Africa, it was government, state-sanctioned discrimination against people, uh, a, a group of people. And that is what has been happening in this country for the last 30-plus years, for as long as I've been on the radio. And, and you too, Barbara, you know this. You, you face ostracism in your own family. Absolutely. Because because you are conservative and you are you are it is conservative apartheid and it's there's a point where you have to say you know what I'm done with it I am done with it and I tell you not taking it and you know right now I, I'm just going to say as far as I'm concerned all of these rhinos are just competing to be who is the biggest f bag who's the biggest f bag I don't want to say that word but I don't know what else to call them. this they they taking things way too far yeah. this is it's not necessary. For people to be called names because we don't agree with you. And now, Barbara, wrong you're about everything. This exactly. This morning I heard uh, Dan Cox on WCBM, our anchor station, and I got to tell you, I he's I, he's come a long way in in the last month. I mean, he was very very lucid and very direct about the problems that Maryland face. Uh, is it too late, Barbara? What do you think? Because I'm not. I haven't given up on Dan Cox. I never have because Westmore is such a terrible candidate. I'm not no. giving up on Dan Cox because, Come on. you know, anybody, everybody can hear me. I'm telling you, Dan Cox is the candidate for governor. The governor has a lot of power here. All these other rhinos, and I know that you're a rhino. If you're a rhino, I'm not voting for you. I'm just not yeah. voting, period. Not voting for a Democrat, but I'm not voting for a rhino. Well, I have to know Miami. I hey, Westmore West is down with George Soros. I mean, seriously Absolutely. down with George Soros. And I wonder why no one is investigating that. Uh, what is it, the Robinhood.org? dot yeah. he's it's a nonprofit to help black people, and and he's got a nine hundred thousand dollar year salary. What the, what's up with that? Uh, Barbara, it's just like Black Lives Matter. You've got these uh, these uh, groups of people that step forward. They claim they're going to do all this, and they do nothing. Barbara, they nothing. do nothing at all. Now, I made this analogy the other day, and you were talking about you know our history of slavery in this country is is a, a, a you know it is a shameful past. It was the way of the world. It's terrible. But it is the past. I know it is, but you remember that you know when you look at the supply chain, and I saw this on Bill Maher the other day. The supply chain was in Africa. The chieftains sold the people to the Brits and others to sell, and and but but you know what? That's what the that's what uh, is happening today and the last fifty years with the Democrat Party. What they do is they deliver the the black vote for them, all right? But there's no they don't get any reward at all. The people who are given the vote, they, they use them, they, they sell, like, like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and Black Lives Matter, they sell the black vote to the Democrat Party, and then they, the, the people who are being sold get nothing. Absolutely. There's, I think that's a pretty good analogy, Barbara. It's the iron triangle. That's what it is. But thank you so much for taking my call, Rob. 
Barbara, um, it, it, good to have you on today. And go out and wear a, don't ever don't get too close to a Hearts two in one collar. It might kill you. <laughs> all right, take care of yourself. It's nonsense. Honestly, it's just nonsense. It's all nonsense. Generation X, my generation right now, is voting, according to polls, 20 points toward Republicans because we are the, the people who grew up without, for the first time, I really didn't even think about race. We, we, we grew up watching Sesame Street, the uh, multicultural cast. They didn't beat your head over with it. It was just, that's the way it was. They were like, oh, okay, there's a black guy who owns a grocery store. Who cares? Who really cares? I was thinking about this last night because uh, you look at now, you've got to go to BET to watch shows that are exclusively for black people. And that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I don't, you know, whatever. Because, you know, uh, obviously network television has been uh, in movies largely white for a really long time. But when I was growing up, and I'm, I'm you know, white bread boy from Iowa, and my family, we'd sit around in our farmhouse, and, and we would watch, I know this is crazy, Jefferson's, Good Times. We would watch, uh, let me see what else here. Uh, Jefferson's was the best, by the way. Uh, we went Fat Albert on Saturday mornings. Absolutely. Uh, we moved in the 80s. We watched uh, the, the Huxtables, and we didn't think anything about it. We didn't watch it. We, we, oh, Sanford and Son. Like Sanford and Son. What, does, what is Sanford and Son? You got Fred Sanford and Son Lamont, and they run a uh, junkyard, and he's, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, and, and, you know, he had Esther. And how, why should I know that? Because if those shows were on today, they'd probably be on BET. And, and yet we watched, we didn't think twice about it. We watched All in the Family. We watched when Sammy Davis Jr. was on All in the Family. He, was a, he, he played a, bla- a, a gay black guy. And he even gave Archie Bunker a kiss on the lips in the 1970s. I, just, I think all of this race baiting and nonsense and the, the things that are driving us apart are BS. And my generation is getting it. Because my generation never thought about it. We don't, we don't, we don't hate people because of skin color. We don't want. Uh, we don't hate ourselves for being born. At least the white people don't. And it's it's just it's nonsense, honestly. And this is why the class of '68 is doing a faceplant. This is why the SS Titanic is up to the bow is underwater. The ship is breaching midship. The leftists are going to go down with the ship. Those who want to live will get on the Libertarian, uh, or not the Libertarian, but the. Uh, the uh, independent door or the Republican door. But either way, you got to get off the ship. Let's go to Tom in Catonsville. Hello there, Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, please. Hi. Yeah, you're right about everything you say. I mean, we really don't, we shouldn't be taking this stuff. We need to stop taking it and stop yes. it now. Yes. And we're at a really interesting point. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of potential change coming up. And the point I want to make is, especially the conservatives and the Republicans, now is the time to open up your wallet and donate just small amounts. You know, if, 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 t- if a million people donated 5 or $10 to somebody, that's a lot of money. There's yeah. a lot of candidates and a lot of key op- offices around the country that really need our help right now. We could make some significant change. So far, yeah. I've, don- I've donated to Herschel Walker, nice. Doug Mastriano, Tiffany Smiley, Gerald Malloy, Myra Flores, Kelly Chewbacca, Lee nice. Zeldin, Blake Maston, Carrie Lake, and I'm going to be donating to a few more. You know, if it costs you a couple hundred dollars every two or four years for your freedom, yeah. that's a good investment. Tom, you had a, quite a laundry list there, man. A lot. I mean, you want to talk about a powerful lineup. If you were talking about a fantasy football team for yeah. politics, <laughs> you, would have, you would have a winning franchise. You would win it all this season with that lineup. That's right. It's a great lineup, and they're great people. <laughs> 
Yeah. And now is not the time to be cheap. Yeah. We are, All we're right. at a point where we can make a real difference. All right, Tom, I appreciate it. And it's hard, you know, it's hard because a lot of people are suffering. If you can, you know, yeah, help them out. Now, coming up, uh, uh, the attacks on Katie, uh, Carrie Lake are unbelievable. The fact that she is ahead and will be the governor of Arizona is pretty remarkable. I'll share some audio on that. Also, I want to get to this uh, uh, New York City, 10th city, that is uh, treating people who sneaked into our country illegally. Criminals, better than homeless people, better than our uh, active duty service personnel. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, Ken Paxton, the uh, AG of the great state of Texas, to talk about... uh, a number of things, including uh, migration, the tent city in New York that's serving culturally appropriate fare to illegals that came to the country and b-slapped the country and just stormed in and said, "We're just gonna, we're just gonna come here even though it's illegal, and we want a really nice tent with uh, Xbox games and all that stuff." So we'll get to that uh, very shortly after the uh, bottom of the hour. Um, Carrie Lake is uh, a gigantic problem for the Democrat Party because uh, she's uh, brilliant. Uh, she tells the truth, and she also exposes the media, uh, the leftism of the media. She's one of the people, uh, the few people who uh, who left the media, uh, largely left of center, and have been campaigning uh, as uh, conservative Republicans and exposing the nonsense, the crap you're being lied about. And uh, as so many, you've heard this expression many times in the last electoral season, any time that the left starts to go bananas about something, it means that you are over the target. And Curry Lake is ahead uh, for a number of reasons. One of them is, like I just said, who she is, how she treats the media, the fact that she, you know, the platform for her is uh, is one that most Americans agree with because it's based on common sense, humanity, morality, among other things. And so uh, she also has said that, you know, stop paying attention to the media. And, and the reason why some of the attacks you're about to hear haven't uh, shut her down is precisely that. So instead of getting butt hurt about what MSNBC is saying, realize nobody's watching MSNBC. But here is a little montage of the crap that she's been enduring. I want you to think about this. Did you ever hear any media approach anyone like this this like including jeffrey dahmer i'm not I'm, i wish i were kidding i wish i were kidding i doubt that you could put a media montage together about jeffrey dahmer that would sound as bad as this carrie lake was the picture the image the definition of a threat to our democracy. Why the threat to democracy by way of Arizona is way more dire than you may think. Carrie Lake, she has made lies about the 2020 election conspiracy theories. Carrie Lake, who has been out there spreading uh, false conspiracies and election lies still today. You know, even where Jeffrey Dahmer would be alleged serial killer, Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer. Gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who's been called Trump in heels and will not say whether she would accept an election loss in her own race, is an extreme anti-vaxxer. She's an election denier. She's a conservative. Oh, dear God, it's Joe Scarborough. A liar. theorist. Rising star of the right wing. Yay. And proud spreader of lies. We have to listen to that. Listen to that crap. Guys, this is... 
Pravda is Vestia. This is Chinese media from a media that has the First Amendment. They don't have to toe the party line, but they do, which makes our American media more insidious than the ones in state media in communist countries. And proud spreader of lies. We have to be abundantly lies. clear about just how radical the Kerry Lakes. Why didn't they say anything about Joe Biden lying about everything? Why wouldn't you say that about Joe Biden? And Blake Masters are. They're nothing like the J- John McCain. She might be in a position to win the governorship in this state, uh, and that that would be a very dangerous thing, both for the state and for the country in 2024. A threat to our society. Unbelievable. And here's Kerry's response. People really aren't watching a lot of these news channels. <laughs> and right. I know it because yes. I used to be privy to some of the ratings of the local news. Uh-oh. And so they show up and 90% of them are liberal leftists. And probably of that 90%, 89, well, maybe 100% of them aren't that smart. And they think <laughs> they are so powerful. And I just... Dis- yeah, watch your local news sometime. It's... Uh, yeah. Decided to start bringing a camera and a microphone and turning the camera on them. You know, here's how it goes. They, they, they throw you a question. It's loaded with a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah. There's obviously an agenda in their question yeah. and a soliloquy. And then they get you to answer it. But they cut their part out so they don't look like a fool. Selective editing. Well, we decided right. to start putting their part right out on the Internet and showing it. people what the media is up to. And, and they've been lying and doing hit pieces about me. I've been on the campaign trail for 506 days, but who's counting? And they've been lying almost the entire time. Yep. But the people just aren't buying it anymore. Nope. I mean, they're, turning in, they're tuning in to, to people like you. you. You've got the ratings. The CNNs of the world don't have the ratings anymore. And they're losing. And they are doing a face plant every day. CNN Plus failed, guys. They couldn't get 200,000 uh, new subscribers. They, they invested $300 million in it. It was a giant turd. It didn't do anything. It's amazing. All you have to do is say no. We can end this conservative apartheid. We can end it. Here's a little bit more from Carrie Lake. Well, because I, I really recognize that the media was becoming... She's a- telling conservatives to start defending yourself. You don't have to take this crap. ...propaganda, and I, I didn't want to lend my, my soul, my spirit, my brain, my mind to any of that. And the people yeah. then, when I, re- when I resigned, asked me to run for office. And, and let's face it, the Republican Party has the ideas that work. We've got the common sense ideas. And the yeah. Republicans have been running from that rather than going out and... Sh- and it took a woman... To have the most balls in the Republican Party. Yeah, I said it. That we have the good ideas. We don't have to allow the left and the liberals and the media to dictate what we're talking about. We need to dictate what we're talking about. Um, We have the better ideas. We're on the right side of things. Yeah, and that's why I say that I have a right to my opinion. I have a right to say that I think the 2020 election was stolen. I have a right to say that the COVID vaccine is ineffective. I have a right to say that COVID was overplayed, that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, the FBI was involved in covering it up. There you go. You can do it. You don't have to to, to, uh, toe the Democrat Party line or uh, be afraid to express yourself. Ken Paxton, AG from Texas, up next on a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Joining us, the AG of the state of Texas. I almost said Kansas again. Ken Paxton on the Newsmax Highline. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me up back. I just I didn't realize the karmic significance of tomorrow. Do you know what tomorrow is, uh, Ken Paxton? 
tomorrow, tomorrow is to, Baylor, to, Baylor University homecoming. Well, there's that. I mean, that's you know, that's the slide. Uh, tomorrow is my birthday, and uh, tomorrow uh, Donald Trump is going to be speaking in Robstown, Texas. Come on, that's true. <laughs> You're going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to be at Baylor homecoming, and then I'm leaving, and I'm flying down to Corpus Christi. I love it. I love it. Uh, you got a lot of stuff happening in the state of Texas. So I want to ask you, uh, uh, first of all, about uh, Steve Bannon. We found out this morning Steve Bannon has been sentenced to four months in, pre- uh, in, uh, in prison for uh, lying to Congress. What are your thoughts on the, the hypocrisy of the Biden GOJ with regard to petty uh, offenses like this and people like Steve Bannon? Uh, right now it appears that he has been sentenced to four months in prison. This is the way it works in, uh, in the Biden administration. But Department of Justice, FBI, they go after Republicans and they lead Democrats like Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton. They you know destroy servers, violate all kinds of federal laws, and nothing ever happens. They don't they don't do anything. So it's become a matter of politics, not law enforcement. And it it, it should be extremely concerning to all Americans because the government and other countries that do this are, are you know despicable and here we are with the same type of actions by our government well and you look at this and you see that uh the biden administration the fbi went after 11 pro-life activists who did not uh did not uh, cause any damage to abortion clinics they stood uh near the doorway of abortion clinics the fbi raided their homes with weapons drawn uh we've got a uh, hundred january 6th protesters in a gulag in washington dc uh what do you have to say about the heavy hand of this Justice Department wrecking people's lives, uh, and, and particularly the the uh, the pro uh, life protesters and the Jan six pro and the Jan six, six protesters. Look, these people have a First Amendment right to protest, and and obviously they they don't they, they don't have the right to be violent for other people. But if they're expressing their First Amendment views, this attack by by the Department of Justice looks more like we would see in you know the Germany the Germany of the nineteen thirties or the the Russia of today or the China of today, it's not about protecting the constitutional rights of these citizens who have opposing views to the government. It's about the government coming down hard on people that disagree with them and making them pay. If we do not stop this, we are going to lose our ability to have have free speech in this country and religious expressions without the government deciding what those views and that expression is going to be. Now, we haven't talked a lot about your race in Texas. How is that going? I'm in reading headlines. It looks like you are, uh, depending on the poll, you're ahead by a couple of points. Um, But tell us about your race and your opponent in Texas, what you're facing, and and what you're planning on doing when you uh, resume office after the the election. Yeah, so I'm going to continue what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to fight for, for the freedoms that our founders gave us. And that means fighting a Biden administration that continues to ignore federal law, continues to ignore the Constitution. I'm going to fight against these big, woke companies that are pushing this ESG stuff oh. down our throats. And I'm going to continue to fight the big tech companies that uh, continue to monopolize uh, the uh, the Internet and um, social media and try to control our speech. That's what I'm going to do. My opponent, on the other hand, is for open border. She said it. She called the Border Patrol coward. She said that they that they are that they're doing the wrong thing. She she basically called them criminals and doing what they're doing their job. She's also uh, been opposed to any type of election integrity, calling it racist, uh, which is obviously ridiculous. Ridiculous because we everybody is just, these these laws apply to everybody the same, and it's just about protecting our 
our election. So it's a very different uh, vision for Texas, and it would be an extreme vision from her point if, if she was elected. Yeah. Uh, so you are, are you, I know that a lot of AGs in different states, uh, uh, including Missouri and Louisiana, are, they are saying no to these ESG corporations, including BlackRock. Are you guys a part of that uh, movement? Yes. Yeah, so we, we, okay. we, we That's what I thought. started another investigation yesterday. Great. Great. Uh, tell us real quick about that. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the one yesterday was related to six large banks. You know the names, Wells Fargo, Citibank, yeah. uh, Goldman Sachs, basically looking into their practices as it relates to shutting down credit access for uh, companies that, that are related to fossil fuels. And the problem there is if they're successful, American, America becomes less energy independent. Consumers have to pay a lot higher prices. Uh, it makes it harder for us to, to have manufacturing and other businesses in this country. And it's a very has a very negative detrimental impact on our on our country and our economy. Well, you know, you've also got the president of the United States. They, they nominated a communist for comptroller of the currency. So they wanted to take over the currency there and banking there. She was a radical leftist who wanted to get rid of private banking in America. Then you've got this ESG crap, which is dangerously close to a social credit score. Then you had PayPal saying that they were going to fine people $2,500 for what they determined to be misinformation or disinformation. This is clearly an attempt to control commerce to steer it toward left-wing politics, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? No, there's no doubt. And, and, and we also know the cooperation with the FBI and, the, and Facebook during the election about monitoring people's uh, speech and what they said about the election. And, and they've gone forward with this with Facebook, monitoring the election, what you talk about as it relates to CRT, what you say about uh, the issues that they disagree with you on. So the government now is working with private tech companies to monitor our speech and investigate people who have a disagreement with the government, the existing government, over certain issues. That's completely un-American and a violation of our constitutional rights. We're talking to Kim Paxton, the uh, the AG of the great state of Texas. So Rochelle Garza is Hispanic, but a lot of Hispanics are saying, you know, uh, not down with the open border. Certainly, I'm not down with abortion until birth. Uh, a lot of Hispanic people are from Catholic, are Catholic families. I can speak from this. I, I was raised Catholic, uh, and they and they value family, country. Uh, and this is this seems to be resonating around the world. Uh, what are you hearing from people of uh, Hispanic uh, heritage in the state of Texas with regard to her policies versus the policies of the Republican Party in the state of, of Texas? Yeah, I think we're going to win. We're going to win a lot of seats that we otherwise had won in the past because of those really horrible border policies, because of what they're doing with with the economy and inflation and higher gas prices. And these people are hardworking. They're they're faith driven. Uh, they don't like. Uh, abortion on demand for for everyone, and this, my opponent has sought that for illegal immigrants, and she wants us to pay for their abortions as well. So she's very radical on almost every issue you can, you can think of, and and I don't think that's the, the general view of, of most Texans. It's not. And uh, I want to ask you this. Uh, I think that, by the way, this move by your governor and uh, Ron DeSantis to send homeless people to places like New York City, to places like Martha's Vineyard, I think it's a genius move because it accomplished more than I could have ever uh, imagined with regard to awareness of the uh, of the border. So they really, you guys have done a ter terrific favor. I want to hear your thoughts on this. New York City, 10th City, in, uh, in uh, obviously New York. 
York that is going to be home to 500 single male migrants, and they have uh, uh, culturally appropriate meals and snacks all day. They have a comfortable lounge with uh, Xboxes. How do you feel about that with re- when you consider how many people in this country are so desperate for to feed their families or afford their housing? Look, the, the people of New York can figure out how they want to handle these, handle these people. But what is more offensive to me is the cities that cl- the claim, claim that they're sanctuary cities. And then when you send, send people to them, and they say they want them, and they complain about it, they criticize me, the governor, Ron DeSantis, uh, and then they, they send them somewhere else. And it, it's pure hypocrisy. I would say at least New York is, is doing something. Uh, other than yeah. just complaining, they, obviously yeah. they have been complaining. Yeah. But, you know, God bless them for j- just trying to do something instead of just criticizing when, okay. they're, when they've claimed they're a sanctuary city. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. Uh, unlike Martha's Vineyard, where they literally had a pizza party and a sleepover before they were <laughs> they were shipped off to a military yeah. base. Yeah. Dear God, the last forty eight hours in Martha's. <laughs> I mean, they, there's enough room on Obama's property for the 50 people that were sent there, and they didn't have time, they didn't have the resources to handle 50 people. I want to ask you one other uh, question as the AG. There's a case right now with uh, Chad and Jennifer Brackeen. Uh They adopted a Native American boy into their family in 2016, and they are facing massive uh, headwinds because uh, there are Native American tribes that don't want uh, their, their progeny to be adopted by uh, white people, essentially. Um, I know that this is going uh, to the Supreme Court. Do you have anything to say about this case? Are you involved with this case yeah this is our case uh, we, okay we'll okay. be there arguing the day after uh the november election in okay. dc yeah and w- I, my view is this is racial discrimination if of course these, it is uh, these kids can find a family that cares about them that wants to take care of them and there's i see no reason why that they should be discriminated against if they're people of you know sound character and, and that, that want to love these kids what's wrong yeah. with that yeah, I, I can speak from this because I was adopted. Uh, my mother was uh, sexually assaulted. I was adopted, um, and and I just recently found my biological family. And and I, my family, my biological family is wonderful. I found I have a half sister. I care very deeply about her, but she's not my family. And if you base adoptions on race, then we're going to be in a world of hurt in this country. And I I can't think of anything more of an affront because biology means nothing when it comes to raising a kid. Not one little thing. I- I totally agree with you. My wife's adopted, and I've seen the, the great things that, that her parents did. And, you know, it, 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 it would just be a travesty for these children because some of them can't be, can't, are not going to be adopted otherwise and, and have choices that are much worse than families that are willing to, you know, give them a loving home. Let me ask you this real quick. One more question. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett has rejected the plea to stop Joe Biden's student loan debt plan. Have you had a chance to digest that and your thoughts on why she would do such a thing? You know, I don't know. We're looking at our own uh, legal process in Texas. We're still considering how we do that, how we have standing. But we're working through some legal issues. But it is amazing to me that that. We can't find somebody withstanding when we are talking about just unauthorized giveaways by a president who doesn't have the authority under federal law to do this. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. Somebody ought to be able to step in and say, hey, he can't do this. This is not allowed by anything in statute, anything in the law. You can't let the, you can't let the president get away with it.
Well, and, and by the way, I'll just say that any financial contract with anyone in the United States over 18 years of age is null and void if this is allowed to happen. I should be able to go to my mortgage company and say, I'm not paying you, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, if, if you're willing to say that an 18-year-old who signs a $150,000 note to go and get a worthless degree at Harvard, if you're going to take care of that, then by God in heaven, I, we, we are equal. We are adults in this country. We are 18 years of age or older, and every financial contract that I have signed should be null and void because it causes financial hardship for myself. Absolutely. And here's the deal. I mean, if this was something Congress debated and they voted on it, they passed it, and they decided to do a giveaway, well, guess what? We could go vote them out. And and that's the way the process is supposed to supposed to work. And guess what? Congress didn't do that. They've never authorized it. The president doesn't have the authority. Just, no, sir. He's not supposed to be a dictator. And that's yeah. what this is. This is a dictator move, not a, not a president. All right. Ken Paxton, I appreciate your coming on the show today. It's always a joy to have you on. How could my listeners help your campaign out in the last uh, couple of weeks before the election? Well, two things. One, go, do- go donate. We, need, we might need the money to keep our message on TV and, and uh, on social media. KenPaxton.com or spread the word uh, as, as Election Day is coming. Uh, we start early voting this, this next Monday for two weeks and then obviously November 8th. So please encourage your friends to get out and vote, your family, and this is a really important election for Texas and for the whole nation. I appreciate your time. Uh, God bless, Godspeed. Watch you tomorrow night on Newsmax for the rally, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob. All right. Thank you very much. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's The Rob Carson Show. And I want to thank uh, Attorney General of the State of Texas, Ken Paxton, for joining us on the show today. Uh, really, really uh, impressive person. I've gotten to know him the last couple of years as a guest on the show, and um, he is uh, rock solid. If you just want to, you want to help him out, go to KenPaxton.com. KenPaxton.com as he uh, attempts and, and, he, and you know when he when he becomes the AG again, when he when he continues his uh, service for Texas, he's going to do some incredible stuff. He already has. He already has. I did mention this, and um, Ken Maxton gave some props to uh, to the mayor of New York. Possibly the only thing he hasn't screwed up since he got into office, and, and he's provided housing uh, for the uh, the um, migrants that are sneaking into our country illegally uh, to live in New York. And it's not in a hotel; it's in a big tent city. Here's the story. Provided I can get it to play. Hold on, here it is. First walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. We can do that in 24 hours, maybe even less. Many times, it's going to take longer than that. It could take days. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7. I don't get that in my house. Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is uh, South American fare. The menu... Oh, well, super. As long as it's South American fare, that's fantastic. I, you know, honestly. Um, okay, they are dealing with a crisis that has been caused by Joe Biden. Uh, this administration, the only reason it's happening is policy. And yet we have people streaming across our border because policy, uh, breaking our laws, frequently bringing drugs with them, bringing criminal records with them, Venezuelans being released wholesale from prisons there, and America gives them snacks all day, coffee and tea, and uh, three hots and a cot, culturally appropriate. 
What happens if you go to uh, Mexico and you get arrested? Anybody know? You're going to get thrown into a uh, pounder in the burp, burp prison. All right? It's going to be hell for you. Uh, and that's going to be for, before you're deported and fined. And probably, you know, uh, there's a good chance you might be uh, extorted for every dime you have in your wallet or whatever they can use on your credit cards. That's, that's Mexico. Honestly, I swear to God. If I were the president of the United States, if I could be king of the forest, I would say to Mexico, um, illegal immigration stops now. Uh, we are going to send special forces into Mexico. We're not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell them that. But we are going to paint targets on the uh, properties and the uh, manufacturing and distribution centers of uh, the drug cartels, and we're going to blow them to holy bloody hell. They're going to need more than dental records. They're going to need DNA to find the people who work for these drug cartels uh, because their days are over. And then we are going to demand that you find those within your government who are working with the cartels and you arrest them and charge them and if we have to uh, ex, ex, uh, to to uh, send them to America to be charged for international crimes for mass murder fentanyl by the way the guys just got busted the other day had enough fentanyl two people had enough fentanyl to kill one and a half million people those little SOBs should never see the light of day again they have been given a 1.5 million dollar uh, bail which is something but as far as I'm concerned if you bring enough poison which is ingested into the bodies of Americans enough to kill 1.5 million Americans. Don't you suppose a few of the people who got those pills will die of those pills? This is an international crime. Paint the target, blow them up, reduce them to cinders, then go after who is left living. That's what we do. And until Mexico gets their arse together, we shut them down. We shut down travel. We shut down commerce. And guess what? That border will be tight as a, you know, whatever. I could get crude there, but I'm not going to. We wouldn't have a border problem if we just told Mexico as the sucker shark that they are. And Mexico is a sucker shark on the great white or on the, uh, on the killer whale that is the United States. That's what they are. They're just a little sucker fish. We just tell them, this is the way we do business, close the border, it gets done. Unfortunately, Joe Biden's in charge, but uh, fortunately, people like Ken Paxton and the uh, governor of uh, the great state of Texas are in charge as well. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. Oh, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show and of course by the grace of god it is finally friday which means my uh, tv shows this weekend actually if you watch the trump rally on newsmax tomorrow night and then you can watch my tv show which is called rob carson's what in the world it is uh conservative uh, comedy it's about a half hour it's going to be an hour we're going to make it into an hour and it was around before Greg Gutfeld. We've been doing it for about two and a half years, and uh, it's very popular in the time that we've done the show. Uh, Donald Trump has said that I am the funniest person on television, watch a show every week. We know that Dr. Michael Savage watches the show. A lot of people watching the show. So if you get a chance to go to NewsmaxTV.com for listings, that would be huge. 
So uh, Doug Mastriano, the next governor from the great state of Pennsylvania, is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, the campaign. Also, uh, you know, a lot of uh, nonsense that uh, the Democrats have been pulling around the country for the last couple of years. And, and I would, I would uh, hope that the Democrats continue their, uh, their path uh, in this trajectory with regard to uh, CRT and transgenderism and all that. You know why? Because Americans are saying not only no, but uh, bleep no. How many people in the country do you suppose are completely down with uh, children um, going through transgender surgery? How many do you suppose that is? What, what percentage of uh, adults in America would say, uh, yeah, go ahead and, um, uh, go ahead and uh, change the sex of a child. It's perfectly fine. Well, would you believe that 80% of Americans say, hell no? Yeah, I know. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Because, you know, you never, you never hear much about those people because the media is so down with children getting their sex changed. I want you to think about it. Why aren't there news stories on ABC, CBS, NBC about the mutilation of children before they go through puberty, before they are 18 years of age? Why? They'll do uh, stories on uh, female genital mutilation in Nigeria, you know, or something like that. But, but they won't do anything about a young girl getting a hysterectomy, having her breast removed, and having a penis made out of the arm and tissue on her arm. Are you out of your mind? What the hell? 80% of American voters believe that minors should be required to wait until they're adults to pursue transgender procedures. You know why? Because if you are not uh, in that camp and you think that children are mature enough to make this decision and you're fine with, uh, with counselors and uh, surgeons and uh, endocrinologists uh, uh, prescribing uh, hormones to stop puberty and ultimately mutilating surgery, if you're down with that, then you're capable of any one of, um, of, of monstrous acts that have occurred in history. Because this kind of stuff, this mutilism, okay, hey, let's take two twins and let's have one of them just grow up as a boy and let's take the other twin and load him up with hormones, then cut his penis off. Yeah, that would be something like uh, Joseph Mingla did back in uh, WW2. I don't know if they teach you about that in school anymore. But it's being sanctioned in the United States of America. Are you out of your mind? National Survey Convention of States Trafalgar polled 1,000 likely 2022 election voters. 78% of all respondents comprising Republicans, Democrats, non-partisan affiliates said kids should wait. The idea that people have to wait to be 16 to drive, 18 to vote, 21 to drink, and yet can undergo life-altering medical procedures in middle school clearly defies common sense, and the American people see that clearly, according to Mark Meckler president of Convention of States, who's been on this show. Here's the breakdown. 96.8% of Republicans, almost 97 99% of Republicans say, no, you can't do that. And that would be the right position to have, because you're nuts if you don't. 84.6, almost 85% of independents. Democrats, 53. Is that a big surprise? Democrats, 53. Now, Gen X. This is Gen X. Okay, uh, 45 to 64 year old age bracket, 36% of this poll uh, took part in this poll. Um, and it looks like um, when it comes to 
18 to 24-year-old respondents, uh, 92% think that kids should wait until they are 18. That's with 18 to 24s. Oh, my God. 62% of 25, 34, 77%, 35, 44, 79% of those my age, 80% over 65 say it's nonsense. And here is Rachel Levine, who used to be a uh, mediocre middle management looking at retirement man with children who decided to become a woman, decided to trans uh, become transgendered to become uh, uh, HHS secretary, undersecretary. Eh, you know, no, no telling what's going on under, under that secretary. But here she is talking about how uh, uh, trans kids should have no limits with regard to changing their gender. It's very important to note that the fact that the appropriateness of a range of medical treatments, evaluations, and treatments... This is not a groundbreaking woman. This is a uh, insane person. I'm just going to say it. This is a person who is not mentally fit to hold office, and yet this middle management man who was a career failure until he decided to become a she, uh, you know, uh, suddenly became the woman of the year. How do you feel about that, women? of people who are transgender and transgender youth is thoroughly grounded in medical research. And we- no, no, it's not, because they can't even tell if people will be able to be uh, uh, achieve. This is literally, I had somebody, uh, last week we shared audio of a doctor. They, they approve gender surgery. They don't even know if the person going through gender transition will be able to achieve orgasm. Now, I realize that's not the most important thing in the world, but it is when you're a sexual being, all right? So they don't even know that, let alone whether they'll have osteoporosis or a host of ills for having their, their natural, their natural uh, puberty take place. This wretched, awful person, Rachel Levine, says that kids can go through what he describes, oh, sorry, she describes as a wrong puberty. There's no such thing as a wrong puberty. God programs your body to go through the right puberty. We do not lead state laws and actions that dictate principles of transgender medical care by us, pediatric experts. Many at our... You are not a pediatric expert. ...nation's outstanding children's hospital. If you're a pediatric expert, then I'm a brain surgeon. ...including Stanford Children's Hospital. Studies clearly show that gender-affirming care results in positive mental health outcomes. No, 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 no. They actually want to kill themselves even more after the surgery. Outcomes. These health services are medically necessary. You're absolutely wrong. It's entirely elective. The youth and gender-affirming care is medically necessary, safe, and effective. It's not at all. You are wrong. There is no room for the politicalization of medical care for our... About as medically necessary as me having my earlobes removed. Yeah, I'm just going to have my earlobes removed. Um, can I do that? You know, I don't think so. I don't, you know, I don't know. If you, why would you want your earlobes removed? Is there a point to your... No, I don't think we're going to do that. Well, I, I decided I want to be the wrong gender. Can you cut my penis off? Step right this way. Come on over here and have a seat. Yeah, there you go. Let's go to uh, Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Been holding for a while. Got something to say on this Friday. What's up, my friend? Oh, good afternoon, uh, Rob. Rob, I wanted to let you know I called uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's office today, and I told him uh, if God wills and he becomes speaker uh, November November 9th that uh, Joe Biden has violated the Constitution at the border and should be impeached, that uh, he's a lawless president and he must be held accountable. And that uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy should use 
the uh, tools that the Democrats use to try to take out an innocent administration, that Biden should be held accountable. Now, Mike, um, I would venture to say the possibility of impeachment is more real than ever because, if you noticed yesterday, there are a lot of Democrats who are leaning toward throwing Biden under the bus. Uh, I'm glad you made the contact. Um, what do you hope happens, though, Mike? Let me ask you this. What, what do you hope happens if uh, Joe Biden is impeached and removed from office? Well, I don't think he's going to be removed from office. I don't think the votes are there in the Senate. But uh, okay. we must, he must be made an example out of. Uh, he, yeah. he must be held accountable for his lawlessness at the border. Uh, yeah, I, I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be arrested and tried. Unfortunately, we have a two, uh, two party legal system in the country. But I appreciate your efforts, Mike. You're you're leading the way, bro. Let's go to m- lovely Estelle, Estelle in Santa Clara, the home of KSCO. How are you, Estelle? Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. Well, I want to wish you a happy birthday, and I thank, thank you, you for educating your listeners and the American people. This is one good thing that you are doing, and uh, it's probably, I think, I believe it's your calling. So what I wanted to say is that it is a disgrace what uh, President Biden is doing to this country with the illegal immigrants coming in, having served like they are being served, like treated like kings and queens, when our veterans in Santa Clara are sitting on the park benches every single day, digging in the trash can for their meals. Yeah. Now, Estelle, you've, you've called the show before, and I know that you, uh, you have a fixed income and, and things are tight for you. But how did you feel about um, illegals coming in the country, being put up in the cozy confines of a, a custom-built tent, air-conditioned, the whole deal, with three culturally appropriate meals, uh, plus snacks, coffee and tea all day long, Xboxes? Uh, can you afford all of those things in your life, Estelle? Well, Mr. Carson, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I can barely have one meal a day if I am lucky. And also, I came to this country. We had to pay thousands of dollars for me to enter this country. And I had to wait for my green card to be able to get a job. At the time, they would not yeah. give me a job with a green card. Uh, I mean, a decent job. I could go work, maybe uh, housekeeping, and that was it. And then yeah. I waited five years, took the test, the, the uh, verbal test and the written test, and I went and took some English and a little bit of history, American history, for me to become a United States citizen. It is a terrible disgrace what President Biden uh, is doing and letting all these people in this way. You see, when he's not taking care over here with the homeless people, I work with the homeless for years. I've been volunteering with them. They are sleeping in the church floor, on the floor, in the churches in Santa Clara. That's our All right, Estelle, we got we, we to gotta run, Estelle. I, I just want you to know that I think about you, and when you call, uh, I'm praying for you, and I know things are going to get better for all of us, but you hang in there, okay? Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. And God willing, the uh, apartheid against Republicans will be ending. Uh, and conservative thought more, more so. Um, I, I brought this up because, uh, quite simply, there are too many conservatives who are uh, willing to kowtow or silence themselves or whatever, uh, rather than say, and listen, I, I, the last two years have been extraordinary for me, um, becoming a nationally syndicated uh, radio TV host. Um, and the uh, number of people who will, uh, not in the biz, not the company that I work for by any means, I'm not told what to talk about, but there are so many people who are willing to tell you, oh, you really can't talk about that. What, you really want to talk about the election? Yeah, I do. I want to talk about the election. Really? I mean, it was like two years ago. Yeah, but I'm not letting it go, you see. Uh, you know, if there was a murder, I wouldn't just go, oh, you know, yeah, no big deal. My brother, uh, my, my cousin Jeff was murdered like 30 years ago. I still would like to see the bastards caught. I really, really would. It happened in Omaha, Nebraska. He was a, uh, a cabbie. And somebody uh, got him a ride from the airport, and uh, maybe he was carrying drugs and shot my cousin in the back of the head. They never found him. I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to give up. Uh, realizing it is a different set of circumstances with regard to a stolen election from Donald Trump. But I'm not going to be told, quite simply, that all of the evidence that I have, and it includes reams of evidence, uh, millions of uh, minutes of video. Uh, we saw 2,000 mules, five uh, battleground states stopping the vote count until the next morning when millions of votes came in for Joe Biden uh, and almost exclusively for Joe Biden. One of the places where they stopped the vote counting was in Atlanta, and they said there was a water main break. We found out there was no freaking water main break and they also found video that they herded out the uh, the uh, the press and herded out everybody and they got all these boxes of uh, black cases of ballots and ran them through numerous times there are so many improprieties in the last election it isn't even funny and any media organization that would just ask the questions would win uh, all sorts of awards for investigative journalism right now we are sitting on our media is sitting on the biggest scandals in the history of the world the FBI hiding uh, Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. The involvement of the FBI in 2016 with the Russia collusion and literally paying for the Steele dossier, which was uh, lies. It was lies paid for by Hillary Clinton and the FBI involved. They even offered $1 million to Christopher Steele to verify the dossier. There was nothing to verify. I mean, these are the biggest stories in the history of the damned country. And we've got people who are afraid to cover them. I'm not. I'm not afraid. But one of the ways we are going to beat this conservative apartheid, which we have uh, gone, is, is how about this? How about this? Uh, ask Ford Motor Company, why don't you advertise on Newsmax? Well, you're willing to advertise on uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. Why not? Is my money not good enough? Our, our numbers are great. What about, uh, you know, any one of the uh, Procter & Gamble? What about that? Talk to your ad agency. Are, are you afraid to, why, why are you afraid to advertise on conservative broadcast? There's nothing wrong with it. Hey, listen, we, we, we use the products. We, we love the products. 
Why should conservative media be, uh, you know, forced to talk about uh, survival supply food? I mean, dear God, we're done with this. Tired of being treated as second-class citizens. Tired of being told we can't speak. Tired of being stricken from social media for thoughts about everything. And think about the ultimate collusion in a country where the First Amendment exists that the government would work with social media to shut down speech. Are you out of your freaking minds? Here's the good news. Elon Musk is buying Twitter, and he's going to fire 75% of Twitter's bloated workforce. The faculty lounge that moved off campus. They preached Marxism on campus. They moved off campus. The progeny of people like Barack Obama uh, and, and Bill Ayers. Uh, they, they, they created media companies. And, the, and all of those faculty lounge people, they went and they became parts of these new entities. And what they did was they took this, this uh, platform, Twitter, and they made it into a, a place where freedom of speech was allowed for only one group of people. And now Elon Musk is saying that we're going to get rid of three quarters of your 7,500 employees, leaving a skeleton crew of 2,000 employees. Too bad. So sad. Get some retraining, just like the guys who are building the Keystone XL pipeline had to do. Yeah, losers. I mean, you have a worthless degree, and you're working probably doing nothing at the company, you know, but, uh, but you're going to have to get another job. The company spent $1.5 billion last year on personnel. They've got to reduce the amount by $800 million. $1.5 billion on 7,500 workers. See, I, I can speak rather heartlessly about this because I've been a part of corporate media, and corporate media does this. It's like, okay, how many people got in the building? we got to get rid of this many. <laughs> so uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, documents obtained by the Washington Post suggest executives already uh, planning to enact layoffs of the company after its exorbitant personnel costs last year, and they're going to allow Donald Trump back on the platform and all 80 plus million of his followers and uh, and I love it I absolutely love it and I'll tell you why because I have been stricken and banned on YouTube on Facebook and on Twitter and there is nothing more disheartening in this country in a country where we have the first amendment that some people would say your opinion is verboten your opinion is disinformatia absolutely unacceptable and we don't have to take it anymore the next governor of the state of pennsylvania doug mastriano joins us next on the rob carson show If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. We're not safer. He's been the attorney general for six years, you know, and John Adams, our second president, said, Facts are stubborn things. On my opponent's watch as the attorney general, crime has gone up nearly 40%. Homicides are record levels in Philadelphia on track for 600 this year. 1,000 carjackings, 4,000 robberies. I mean, it's insane. And, and the entire state is watching it collapse. Fentanyl, fourth worst in the nation. You know, yeah. 12 to 15 Pennsylvanians dying uh, every day. And it's ironic, Tucker. Just a couple days ago, my opponent tweeted out, we need to do something about crime. I'm like, dude, where you been the past six years? So he is too <laughs> radical. For okay, me. I think that is the uh, bumper sticker 
of the campaign season. Let's hear it again. No, we need to do something about crime. I'm like, dude, where you been the past six years? Dude, where you been the last six years? Doug Mastriano, the next governor of the great state of Pennsylvania, God willing, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you, sir? Great. Where has he been, Max? Dude, Come on. I got to tell you, Doug, I got to tell you, uh, you know, there's a lot of news about uh, Gen X, and you're a Gen Xer, I'm a Gen Xer. We've kind of just kind of gone through life. We've, we've conquered the world. We've changed the world, music, culture, science, the whole deal. And now we're really starting to kind of sow our outs with regard to public office. That was the line, dude. That was a great line. It was, dude, where you been for the last six years? That, that must, what kind of feedback did you get? when you said that because i saw tucker carlson about fall out of his chair <laughs> it was fantastic the comments on social media people just like that's it exactly where has he been <laughs> i i think that's perfect you got to put shapiro's face dude where you been the last six years i'm not that's freaking fantastic because look at this look what's happened under his watch philadelphia is a snake plissken's escape from new york right now isn't it yes yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy time we're living in. And the guy's a senior law enforcement official, and he's done nothing. Suddenly he wants to be tough on crime. I like, hey, seriously? It's, it's honestly, there's a point where it, it's so ridiculous. You, you can't believe that he wants to be taken seriously when he says like something like that. When this has happened under his watch, I would hope that the people of Pennsylvania are going, oh, yeah, and it sounds like they are. Yeah, uh, and, and we're seeing that across the state here. I mean, it, our internal numbers have us in a dead heat, so it should not even be close, though, because the guy's a yeah. complete wreck. He's a failure. And you've also uh, uh, suffered the slings and arrows of uh, some national media. Uh, it's interesting. I saw an interview with Carrie Lake last night, and she said, you know, you got to get off of even worrying about New York Times uh, and, and uh, you know, CNN because nobody is watching or reading. That is kind of tough to do, though, when you are uh, the, the uh, target for those media organizations. How do you get past these outrageous allegations that they make? up to keep you from winning office yeah they started hitting me actually over two years ago when uh, the, the democrat national committee blacklisted 21 state level republicans and, and i was according to their own admission from the democrat legislative campaign committee their number one target and i wondered why it was like the, the, the same message as the washington post new york times the um the new yorker la times and others and uh, their plan was to hit me so hard with mud and, and whatnot that I would, you know, not run for governor and maybe even resign for, from the Senate. Are you kidding me? You're going to say a lot of mean things about me, and I'm going to really run from that. And so, <laughs> in CNN and, and, and MSNBC, they just go so far. They're so they become so ridiculous and rele irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Now, Doug, you've been through a lot. You've uh, served in theaters of war, uh, and and you you are a very pedigreed individual with regard to uh, uh, degrees and knowledge of history and whatnot. Um, it, it, this is a completely different arena for you. The last couple of years running for uh, this office and becoming a national. Uh, figure, um, what has been the uh, biggest challenge for you, and what what have you learned from it as far as uh, as far as uh, surviving all of the nonsense you've had thrown at you? You know, having a good reputation and being respected and, and whatnot, you know, is a big deal for a, an army officer or any officer for that matter. You know, being a man of your word and what have you, uh, you got to be willing to let that go when you step in the public arena. You, 
Faisal does not even even care about that anymore because the other side and what I've I've learned the other side will, will lie, steal, and cheat. They will say and do anything to destroy their opposition. On our side here, we we really do lack courage. And if we profess to love our country so much, I think we need more people to get out there and be fighters. Yeah. And you know, Doug, what I've said the last couple of weeks is it's time to fight back against the conservative apartheid in this country. I've been on the air since about 1990 nationally, and uh, and I started writing for Limbaugh then. I didn't realize until about 15 years ago that I, by becoming a conservative, I would never host a late night show on NBC, CBS, or ABC. That I would be uh, not considered, like for instance, Oprah's own network. That, uh, that uh, you know, conservative media, they never have like the big advertisers like GM, because uh, the people have been brainwashed to think that we're somehow radical when we really espouse the uh, the viewpoints of the American people. So uh, do you feel like by by being as, as strong a candidate as you are and giving the media what for that maybe we're beating back this this literally government sanctioned uh, discrimination against a group of people? I completely agree, because I've watched some of my big donors being blacklisted. I mean, some very McCarthy, like, blacklisted for donating to my campaign and having their businesses attacked. But I'll note, Josh Shapiro has received $40 million, and, and nobody's gone after his donors, and he's getting some, some really dark money from some sinister people at that. And I'm yeah. taking time of the hypocrisy of the media. And, uh, you know, this this does, you know, having people like myself and Terry Lake and, you know, Dan Cox in Maryland, you know, standing up and pushing back against this crap here that does embolden. It, it is setting an example for others. And so, you know, when we win this November 8th here, it's, it's going to turn things around in, in many ways, I believe. Yeah, I would assume, and, and I like to use the analogy of movie vampires, when uh, when Democrats uh, and the class of 1968 uh, lose, they're like, they die like movie vampires. They scratch or they claw and they try to grab you uh, and pull you into hell. What do you suppose uh, you're going to face uh, on November the 9th when you're, you know, when you are uh, officially the governor-elect of the state of Pennsylvania? What, what do you suppose the reaction is going to be from leftists in the state of Pennsylvania in politics and outside it'll be a wailing and gnashing of teeth but for us we're going to rejoice <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> our, our motives are completely different than theirs theirs is about power uh, for, for me it's about restoring freedom and, and, and prosperity back to our country so we're going to rejoice we're, we're going to turn things around we're going to i'm going to dig on the ninth i'll be building a new a team around me so we can have people uh, leading the state in the various departments directorates that the execute the state in the right direction you know, the governor of Pennsylvania has about 80,000 people working for him. So there's Dear Lord. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a massive bureaucracy. It's the fifth largest uh, state in the nation. I think it's the eighth uh, largest uh, economically. Uh, so we got a lot of work to do. Are you going to do like Elon Musk and get rid of some people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh- <laughs> All right, I want to ask you, outside of the state of Pennsylvania, what do you think about Steve Bannon being sentenced to four months in prison? Okay, so now I'd like to see uh, Eric Holder also yep. held up to that same standard here. I'm sick and tired of, of this double standard here. Every time I turn around, uh, they go after pro-lifers, you know, a pro-life dad in Pennsylvania for having a shouting contest with, with, with a, you know, an opponent. Uh, a lower court throws it out, and then they send 30 police over here. They raid on his house, waving guns in his face. Uh, so Eric Holder defied Congress, and Congress had every – and what about uh, Lerner as well from the IRS? Yes, Lois Lerner. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I want a similar justice. I, I'd like to see also a raid on Obama and Clinton's library holdings because I'm sure they had classified documents as well. I mean, 
when does it stop? It's designed to bully us, and it works. I, I've, I've watched colleagues of mine get subpoenas and suddenly become you know, very weak knees and what have you. We need a little courage. You know, where do we stand? If we want to have a free country, we need, we need strong men and women standing up. Doug, you've got a lot of experience with regard to uh, Cold War, what happened there. I know you've spent a good deal of time over there. Uh, you're very well versed in uh, Russian politics, Ukraine, and whatnot. When you see wholesale raids like this by the FBI, this has to mean something pretty impactful for somebody who has studied regimes have used the same tactics. That this is happening in America has got to leave you a little slack-jawed. Yeah, as a historian and somebody that served this country for over three decades, it grieves my spirit. I mean, I can't believe it's happening. I just, and, you know, and, and how we change the course is by doing something about it. And what you do is you get out and vote. I, you know, I'll, I'll encounter people still, and, you know, I really don't like the direction of the country, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, did you vote in the last election? No, I didn't. I'm like, then you're part of the problem. So people, yeah. you got to get off your sofa, stop waving, waving your fist in the air and do something. Go vote on November 8th. Yeah. Um, you're, you're drawing some pretty great crowds. Um, hey, by the way, I think you did a great job. Uh, you were on Newsmax the other night. You were on the Hannity Town Hall. I thought you rocked, you rocked the party. Uh, you were on Tucker. Um, what are the people now, what are they telling you when you're out, when you are greeting 500 or 1,000 people, which never happens in a gubernatorial race, by the way, but you're doing it? What are the people of Pennsylvania saying about the greatness of Pennsylvania? And it, do you suppose they're just tired of Democrats? Uh, keeping uh, holding back the true potential of the, the people of Pennsylvania. That's it exactly. So, and you're right. We are drawing record crowds. We're headed up to the Northeast right now. I'm literally in my Boom. our RV to, to do a tour in the Northeast part of the state. Um, the people are excited. I mean, they see that we we are on a cusp of turning things around dramatically and, and bringing back freedom. And our goal is to bring pride back to be Pennsylvanians, bring prosperity back with our energy sector. You know, opening up. Uh, our, our oil reserves and gas yeah. reserves and coal and just, just having a new birth of freedom. Because we've watched where the birthplace of, of liberty, of course, under Tom Wolf, our current governor, and Shapiro, our attorney general here, they, they've really eroded our freedoms. And under Mass Piano, yeah. we're going to walk as free men and women once again. Yeah, and you should because honestly, uh, the the, the state of Pennsylvania is a glorious state. I, I love the state of Pennsylvania. The only thing that's kept me from considering living there is the government right now. But I think you could really turn it around. I think you get to the point where people would move from California to Pennsylvania because it is. It's a glorious. It's a glorious state. Doug, I I, uh, I know you've got. It's a home stretch here the next couple of weeks. Uh, Doug for Gov is the uh, website if you want to make contributions. Is that the only place you would suggest people go? DougFergov.com. Thank you very right. much. Hey, Doug, uh, just remember, just keep pounding that. Uh, dude, where you been for the last six years? I think that's fantastic. Fantastic. God bless. Godspeed, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Doug for GUV. Okay, Doug for number four GUV. If you can help him out, and I know it's tough. I know it's hard right now. But the only way to get to brighter days is to get people in office who give a crap about the country. If you read Doug Mastriano's bio, I don't think there's anybody more qualified uh, as a leader, as a patriot, as a historian, uh, as somebody who can truly recognize the potential of the country because he swore to die for it. He loved it that much among other things. Doug, number four, G-U-V dot com. It's the Rob Carson Show. Stick around.
Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. By the way, it's Doug for Gov, G-O-V. I don't know why I said G-U-V. I don't know, because Doug, Gov, whatever. Anyway, Doug for G-O-V. G-O-V. Uh, you know, I, I have the attention span of a uh, of a fruit fly, so occasionally I miss something. <laughs> but uh, Doug for Gov, G-O-V, if you would like to uh, uh, contribute to Doug Mastriano's campaign. And again, I think I, that line, dude, where have you been for the last six years about his opponent? I, I'm not kidding. That's that's the kind of stuff that you you know you sit around and and you, you sit around in group meetings. You go, what the hell should our uh, slogan be? Well, make America great again. I love that. That's fantastic. And and here's Doug Mastriano just talking in an interview. Uh, dude, where have you been the last six years? I think that's uh, I think that's epic. I do. Do you realize that the Biden administration spent probably hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with the the term ultra MAGA? And then they realized after that they invested in Ultra Mega that uh, uh, the word Ultra a lot of the times is what they add to products to make them better. You know, if you knew, uh, the new formulation for Tide laundry detergent, it's Ultra. It's Tide Ultra. Uh, but, of course, the, uh, the idiots on the left have no clue. All right? Have no clue. So there you go. Doug for Gov. DougforDove.com. There you go. And, and the, listen, I got all these people texting me. Yeah, it's not G-U-V, it's G-U-V. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just get distracted. Hold it. Whoa, is that Halloween candy over there? Anyway, uh, Doug, for, letter four, uh, gov, G-O-V, dot com. So uh, there are a lot of states who are saying, you know, um, with regard to the mandating of the COVID-19 vaccine for children, uh, we're not going to do it. You know why? Because it's not needed it's a joke and for schools and the cdc to be down with making a uh, booster for covid for a uh, a disease a uh, a virus that uh, children will not die from uh, is nonsense nonsense and this when you consider that the florida surgeon general dr joseph ladapo released a report saying there was an 84 percent increase increase in the incidence of cardiac related deaths among males 18 to 39 within 28 days of the vaccination. And it it doesn't end there, by the way. Those are young males. And then it's also happening uh, with kids. In fact, in New York, they are running PSAs. The hospitals are running advertisements for uh, bring your kid here if they have mitocarditis. Are you out of your nut? (sighs) Sorry, I don't mean to be shouty. But this really ticks me off. It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. Ron DeSantis, he ain't down with it. There's been a lot of questions uh, to our office about uh, the CDC protect- uh, potentially adding COVID vaccine to the childhood immunization schedule. And I know a lot of parents are concerned about that because if that's on the immunization schedule, the fear is that schools could potentially mandate your child to get a COVID shot. Uh, You either say no or you don't send your kid to school at that school. Right now, there's about uh, 60% of school kids are not vaccinated. So they can't kick enough of you out. It's not possible. This is uh, Dr. Janet Nishwat talking about the COVID vaccine for kids. Yeah, we need to stop with the fear-mongering. We're no longer in a COVID emergency. Today, at my, my shift that I just finished a few months, a few minutes ago, I only had about three cases that were positive. Everyone's symptoms were very, very mild. It's time to get back to the basics and understand we are putting... Uh, these- there is no reason for it. 
your child's chance of dying from COVID are 0.0085%, 85 one-thousandths of 1%. Do not consent to this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Don't believe me? Here's another kid who just died suddenly, just died suddenly. Uh, he was singing uh, with his choir at school. His name was Daniel Moshi, Layden High School. And uh, he was at the Illinois American Choral Directors Association uh, All-State Choir Contest. I did that in high school, by the way. And this happened. 17-year-old Daniel Moshi loved to sing. And his talent for it was undeniable. It's an honor uh, to see my son sing to the Lord, praise him. It was an honor also that I was playing for him. His father was playing the piano for him when he died. Daniel's father, Loden, would sometimes accompany his son on the piano. But those days have now come to a tragic end. On Friday, the Leiden High School senior died after performing during a very special choir workshop event at Naperville North High School. This on the heels of a story yesterday of Sam Westmoreland. 19-year-old kid, Mississippi State University. He's going to be uh, playing a freshman offensive lineman, and uh, he just died out of nowhere, just boop, gone, gone, and it's happening all over. And when you look at uh, this study coming from Florida that uh, social media tried to shut down, that uh, Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo said that 84% in increase in the incidence of cardiac-related death among 18 to 39-year-olds after getting the MNRA vaccination. We're still waiting on the cause of both of these, but this is not normal. Not normal at all. Let's come back. We'll wrap things up in just a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, so it's Doug, number four, gov, G-O-V, at dot com. If you want to help out Doug Mastriano, guys, hang in there. We're going to be okay. God bless you and your family, our first responders, the onboard. Watch my show after the Trump rally tomorrow night on Newsmax. And in the meantime, God bless and don't catch the stupid. I'll see you Monday.